0: another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald Glasswork coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week where we get your podcasts and on over 30 radio stations from around the world plus also as well inside sports fans you football game source of course the great folks At LakersBall.com, go ahead and check out Joe Sora and whatever he's ranting about, which is usually a lot Mm -hmm. right there for you at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, he owns a business in the SoCal area. So if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today, please go ahead and check out SimBlades. SimBlades with a Y.com. And with all the rain in SoCal, it's going to get all weeds everywhere. Look all ugly and yucky on your front lawn. So just forget about it by going ahead and checking out simblades.com and getting a new lawn so you don't even have to worry about all those weeds and all that yucky stuff. Joe will take care of that for you at simblades.com. Our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, hopefully safe travels for Jamie Sweet going back and forth from the East Coast to the West Coast in the not-too-distant future. Hopefully all goes well for him. I'm trying to get him to settle on a day for lakers late night so i don't know if it's lakers fast break late night on tuesday but i think it's gonna head on thursday now because of his travels. so if you want to go ahead and check out what he's doing today please go ahead and check him out and of course the number one lakers blogger that's out there laker tom lakerhawks.com our good friend stone hansen he's been on several shows in the past couple weeks you know he's busy with his own podcast with a couple great guys you got to go ahead and check out today if you want to be more in the know on the nba draft there's no better place to go than the upside swings nba draft podcast so all these great things we all need your help on so please like share support and most importantly subscribe we've gotten subscribers even when we're off the air in the past 24 hours so we truly want to thank you so much for doing so and if you can continue to do all that it is sincerely appreciated well the lakers coming off the austin reeves showcase that was the matchup against the orlando magic last night with the lakers victorious they are 35 and 37 and as we talk right now with the games going on we are still magically somehow in 10th place in a western conference although that again is subject to change because Utah faces Sacramento tonight and Sacramento be on the road. So we're not sure if they're going to be able to light the beam there. Minnesota is leading New York at the present time. So that's the team right above us in the Western Conference standings. Golden State is also playing at Houston and they're leading at halftime. So we'll see how this all shakes out. And Dallas is also leading at Memphis in the second quarter. So the Wild West is still very much wild and actually sim blaze is right there for you he's in the chat right now so go ahead and check him out in the best lakers chat room that's out there at the lakers fast break but i will say that if you get a chance please go ahead and check out what we're doing here at the lakers fast break we've got a lot of great stuff going for you but the western conference is just loaded with a lot of great things including some great games tonight so hopefully That will mean a lot of losses that will benefit the Lakers, but we can't count on that with the upcoming game on Wednesday against the Phoenix Suns. Hopefully that'll mean that the Lakers will be in a much better position, but we'll see. But here today to talk about what's going on in the Wild West, with what's upcoming with all the teams that are out there, what they're facing off against the week upcoming, because this is now come down to one of the most crucial weeks and points of the year for the Los Angeles Lakers. Good man, indeed. We're also talking MVP talk. It is the man who hosts the Magic Man in the morning. (laughs) Every Friday morning, 7.30 a.m. Pacific, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, it is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Sean, I know Joe is saying, as he said last night, he's saying it now once again to reiterate his, his, I guess, uh, disappointment in the team so far that they're going to get waxed on Wednesday. You said you were much more optimistic on the Lakers winning against the Phoenix Suns, a team without Kevin Durant, and basically going off the the energy right now with Devin Booker. We don't know the status of DeAndre Ayton as of yet, but looking at the surroundings of the Western Conference, all these games are affecting the Lakers So we've got to be scoreboard watching, my friend, because there's a lot of games upcoming in the next 48 to 72 hours that can affect the Lakers and how they will have any chance at all to get into the playoffs.
1: Uh, Absolutely, Gerald. We could uh, find ourselves uh, precipitously falling or rising depending on uh, the outcomes of several games over the next couple days. Right now, I'm uh, currently interested in the Knicks and the Wolves. I was really surprised to see that uh sans anthony edwards that uh minnesota found themselves up 7970 and a half i was like i had to double double glance that to make sure i was reading it correctly it's a little closer game now but gerald th- th- the lakers need to take care of business and hope that uh some some losses uh by others fall their way I understand what people are saying about maybe Sacramento taking Utah maybe a little too lightly tonight, but based on the action tonight, you know, uh, Sacramento and Memphis are in a race for second place in the West, and that's that's really integral because if you get second place in the West, you have home court advantage for at least two rounds. Mm-hmm. So that, that's very integral. And, and I would imagine that both those teams are scoreboard watching themselves when either one of them is playing before or, uh, you know, on a night off. I wouldn't take uh, Sacramento taking uh, Utah lightly tonight. I think that'll be a highly contested game. Uh, it will be difficult, obviously. I mean, you're going into uh, the Jazz Barn. That's always loud. They always get up for it. So, uh, it We'll see how things shake out, Gerald. But one thing is for certain, uh, because of the, just the, let's be honest. Like, when we lost to Houston on Wednesday, it felt like a kick in the teeth. It really did.
0: Kick in the gut for me.
1: Yeah. And then Friday, it was like, yeah, we'll just take you out back in the alley and just throw you in the dumpster. For Pretty all much. your trouble, yeah, yeah, yeah. Along,
0: along with your NCA bracket, right there. Yes,
1: that so went with the two. Then you got
0: to make sure you light it on fire to get the full dumpster fire. Yeah, effect. that's
1: what happened too. They they sent a they sent the dumpster down the street.
0: Yes, um, absolutely.
1: Just like yeah. The so they have to win Wednesday. I mean, there's no if-ands or buts. Joe's probably right. Probably gonna get waxed, but Utah's lost four or five. If they if they got any hutzpah in them. They'll, they'll, they won't take that for granted, and they'll just try to win that game. Just sneak it out however you can. eke it out. I don't care how they do it, but they got to take it. They got to take it because they've given up so many already that in this last 10, you got to steal a couple. You have to. If you don't steal a couple here, it, it's like uh, our friend Stone Hansen was saying uh, previously, you know, in the last ten, they probably need to go seven and three, eight and two, and in that mix, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna need a couple of bounces to go your way, or or try and make an effort to steal a game or two, and that's one that you have to. Phoenix is reeling right now, especially without KD, and if Chris Paul's shot isn't isn't happening, if his shot isn't popping, Devin Booker could average fifty five points, and and you t- and Phoenix would still find a, a way to keep another team in the game. it's it's just it's a different Phoenix team without Kevin Durant. he he is a cushion uh, in between when Chris Paul and or Booker is struggling. Now when he's absent, that is um, magnified and the problem is Utah really doesn't have any other depth secondary scoring that they can ri- rely on consistently. I mean, you may get a 30-point game here or there from Landry Schammett, uh, Cam Johnson, but for the most part, you're definitely relying on KD, Book, and uh, CP3. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, though. Utah, if it wins tonight, does bump the Lakers out of the top 10 seed in the Western mm-hmm. Conference, so that's obviously a very crucial game for us. We're seeing right now all these teams that are around the Lakers are really being affected by what's going on. I think you can pretty much at this point count out Portland, but Utah and New Orleans, I think, still has a definite chance. And with New Orleans hosting San Antonio tomorrow, I'm going to chalk that up as a win. Let's just put that out there. I just think that you know going into a team that's going to be eh, not really doing that well, not looking forward to tanking, so San Antonio is going to be probably icing some players as they head into new orleans i'm going to give new orleans the victory on that one boston coming into sacramento tomorrow because sacramento on a back-to-back mm-hmm. and that's going to be something for the second seed i don't know you, sacramento has to take the game in utah because playing boston on the back-to-back mm-hmm. that's not that doesn't sound pretty but the game tomorrow i'm looking at and that's tuesday night oklahoma city and the la clippers I don't know if we want to get to the point where we're starting to root for the Clippers, but a victory by the Clippers pushes the Oklahoma city thunder back to where the Lakers are at, with that same record. So your thoughts on what's up, what's upcoming tomorrow for tomorrow's games that will affect the Lakers and where they stand in the Western Conference?
1: Absolutely. Gerald, here's the deal, right? If uh, let's say the Clippers do us a favor and beat the thunder tomorrow. And then we do the Clippers a favor by beating Phoenix on Wednesday. That would mean the LA Clippers would be the fourth seed, the Phoenix Suns would be the fifth seed, and the Los Angeles Lakers would likely be back in the top eight.
0: They would be eighth, I think. Yeah. What you would you be looking at?
1: Right. Yeah. So if, looking at it from that perspective, I definitely think about both those scenarios are possible.
0: Although, again, Oklahoma City is going into the L.A. Clippers. Well, again, the Clippers just lost to the Magic at home. So yes. who knows what's going to happen? You know, you don't know what Clippers team you're going to get. I mean, if Kawhi's yeah. playing, they'll probably win. But if Kawhi's not playing, they'll probably lose.
1: That team in particular is very Jekyll and Hyde. Almost, almost um, fits the narrative for the 2023 Western Conference, actually. Uh, encompasses it fully and completely, actually. You never know what, what you're going to get. They're like a box of chocolates, <laughs> especially if Kawhi's not playing. So it's really topsy-turvy in the West, Gerald. I, like I said, I really think Sacramento thinks it can get the second seed, so I would expect them to still still go guns, guns a-blazing. Uh, they may run into uh, a seventh seed that they don't want to see that could happen. Um, they could win a round too, but Memphis, I'm still not. I'm still not uh, ready to say that they're uh, steady. Um, I think they are vulnerable. I, I like they may be winning uh, their fair share of games right now, but I'm still not convinced. I, I think you know their size detriment, especially if Triple J gets in foul trouble, and or Adams is uh, their Achilles heel. Uh, Even though Tillman is uh, is kind of a a good utility, four or five, I still think they're vulnerable. Going further down the map, like who do you think would eventually end up in the sixth seed right now, Gerald?
0: Uh, I mean, it's a free-for-all, my friend, but Right now, I mean, we don't know the status of Luka Doncic, so we don't know how long you're going to be able to sustain the winning ways for Dallas, because Dallas has been struggling so far since they got the Kyrie trade. Someone was talking about how we or the fans were talking about how D'Lo is a better player than Kyrie, and I don't think anybody has ever said that. It'd be crazy if they did. Uh, I think no. that... I mean, no, what- uh, what was I mean, said? He might what, be a better fit with what he, the Lakers are doing. That's
1: that's the that's the word that was interchangeable with option.
0: Yeah, but uh, he's definitely not a better player, and anybody no, who thinks no that is absolutely that. not doesn't know the game. But I also mentioned to him, you know, if you're going to go ahead and recite Kyrie, or if your team looking and interested in getting Kyrie, which again is part of the reason why the rumors have it that the Lakers now are not interested in Kyrie is because of the fact that. Uh, the you would have to go ahead and pay three to four three to five years max and then this is for a player who's played an average of 44 games for the past five seasons as i pointed correct out to that individual last night so That's yeah correct.
1: and here's yeah. something else to keep in mind gerald okay since 2018 all right mm-hmm. since 2018 Kyrie irving has played in 22 playoff games d'angelo russell has played in 11 it's not that big of a difference to me, honestly. That You know, the last big shot Kyrie hit was in 2016. He I mean, he's just
0: a scorer at this point in time. He plays cor- zero
1: defense. He's, he's just a scorer. And in the playoffs, that can be magnified and kind of skewed somewhat as being a difference maker. No, there's a difference. He's a scorer at this point. Uh, to me, Kyrie is not a difference maker anymore. He's still one of the 10 best skilled players in the NBA. He's still one of the 10 best scorers in the NBA, but he is a scorer. Now he's not a difference maker. That time is come and gone.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. My I, friend, but Gerald- if, you, if you, if you, to answer a question, if you pinned me down on a six seed, I'm going to say it's golden state.
1: Yeah. I was going to say it'd probably likely be the warriors too. And that was our old friend Fried Chicken Gerald. He he tried to get you on uh, the Troy Brown, and then yesterday we were we were having a, a little go back and forth, and he tried to say I was saying D'Lo was a better player, and all I said was he was the better fit option at this point. Well, there's and also
0: he, it was an individual and commented on our video afterwards that isn't a normal viewer, regular viewer, but we thank them for watching the, of course, the show and and hopefully they will become a regular viewer. But yeah, just again, when we say things, please be clear in what you're responding back to what we're saying. You know, if we say that we, we think that D'Lo is a better fit on the Lakers. We don't say that he's a better player. No. Yes.
1: No. And, 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 and again, not to get into the weeds or anything, but Theoretically, if if people want to say, well, then get the better player, okay, well then you would trade all your depth, you would lose all your depth, you would hard cap yourself by by training for that particular player, as Gerald said, who's averaged playing forty four games, and you're going to pay that guy how much money? No, thanks.
0: Well, people were all up in arms about it earlier this season when everybody was so hyped on yeah. wanting to get yeah. Kyrie to the and, Lakers. And, and,
1: and remember, we would have, have to had to have given up Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. No, you can't have him.
0: Well, Austin Reeves, again, he's not going to be a, a top-tier, top-shelf all-star player for you, but... He could be a contributing factor as we saw last night. And going forward, he could develop into something pretty good as far as a, a very pretty good NBA player on a winning team. I didn't think that before. He was very inconsistent before, but seeing how he's developed over the past three, four months, it looks like Austin Reeves can now be a contributing every game player for you that you can count on should you give him the time. And that's on both ends of the floor. He tries hard on defense. And he gives you what you need on offense, just enough shooting and just enough playmaking to get everything done. So obviously it's been a great win for the Lakers and he's going to be looking to get paid and, and hopefully he will get paid, you know, and compensated fairly.
1: This is Raphael from NBA Draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. We took it all.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to oh, me. So. Wow, wow, man. Nice. I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose that's the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Sean Grice, the magic man, the host of magic man in the morning, along with me, Gerald Glassford, right here at the Lakers fast break, looking forward to going ahead and talking a little bit more about the Western conference before we head into the MVP and, last question i have for you on the western conference for now again everything is changing and everything's in flux everything is fluid when it comes to the western conference my friend but as it goes and continues on you know do you feel more confident or less confident at this point with 10 games left that the lakers can still sneak in a play-in or get even a playoff seed?
1: well given the question there gerald i would say yes i'm more confident i think they can Go anywhere from you know six and four to eight and two, possibly end up, you know, like you said, five hundred or better. They're gonna need to be five hundred or better, I think, if they want to get into the plan. So, okay. yes, I, I'm more confident than I was. I will say this though, and we're probably gonna talk about this later. And Sovereign brings up a good point, just because Polinka pulled the trigger and made some good maneuvers does not forgive the overall error of ways that led up to this point, Gerald. And we're we're not going to give him flowers for that if it doesn't lead to a championship.
0: Looking at the MVP race right now, about a month ago, people were handing it over to Nikola Jokic. People were saying without a doubt that Denver was doing so well atop the West by uh, what, sometime, what, I think an eight, nine game lead over everyone else in the Western Conference. Everything was looking great, fine and dandy. And then the month of March came and they started to do a tailspin and they really haven't gotten out of it. They've really looked like a average team at best. And in the past couple of weeks, I've had the second worst defense in the league. Uh, and obviously that's led to a lot of losses and to a lot of teams that are not even anywhere near record-wise than what Denver is. A lot of speculation has seen that Joel Embiid, in fact, here in Vegas, Joel Embiid is now the betting favorite for the MVP because he's had a tremendous continuing streak of games, along with Philadelphia, who now has a better record than Denver, has been on a hot streak the past month, and now is in second place or fighting for second place with Boston, and actually only two and a half games out of first place in the Eastern Conference. So with all that said and done, and with Giannis Antetokounmpo now upping his game since he came back from his injury and now playing at a great level himself, leading the Eastern Conference, leading Milwaukee Bucks, you now have that scenario where you have three players all in a jumbled mess, similar to what we're seeing in the Western Conference standings for the MVP race. Your thoughts, who is the MVP now?
1: I honestly want to say it's my boy, Embiid, because I, I sent everybody that meme of, of him letting Joker know he was going to be the the very first MVP to come off the bench as an all-star. Of course, it didn't end up happening, but he was a starter anyway. But regardless, I still think it's the Joker's to lose. I really do. He's played so marvelously throughout the year. Yeah, Denver's tailed off a little bit, and he has... A little bit too. He stumbled a bit, but not much. I think if in the next ten games, if if they play fairly well and and he plays well, I think he he will win his third consecutive MVP. I really want to see Joel Embiid win it though, Gerald. I'm I'm a big Embiid fan. I think he's finally stopped talking. Like you know, he used to. He used to talk a lot about, you know, I want to win defensive player of the year. I want to win MVP. And then he stopped talking about that and just just started just playing. And the talking stopped and stopped and stopped. And now he's I'm I'm watching the game right now. He's he's 31 and 13. He's 31 and 13 all day. He's just so dominant. I think there I'm not I don't understand the I want to use the right term here. I don't understand the hesitation that a lot of analysts have when they say, Oh, well, you know, I watch I watched the Sixers play the other night and Joel Embiid took about a handful of possessions off as far as far as I could see. Yeah, look how physical players are against him. He is probably the most beaten up NBA player in the league this year. And I know LeBron stands will be Sean. Sean LeBron takes more punishment than anybody. Going well, Embiid takes a lot too. And you know, again, he's backing it up. His team's backing it up. They're finally putting the ball in his and Maxi's hands, and rather than Harden, like it's it. You know, you had a great career. If you want to win a championship, you just stand over the wing in the corner and just wait for the pass. Because if the ball's in your hands, that means it's won, not in Embiid's hands two, not in Maxi's hands, and one, not in Embiid's hands. He really needs the bulk of the, the possessions. You know, it's, uh, again, Gerald, we see the NBA today. It is a very different game. You know, Giannis, Luca, and Embiid all had usage percentages at one point up in the 40s. That's nuts that, you know, the last time uh, uh, an MVP had a usage rate higher than 34 and a half and one was Michael Jordan. And that was a while ago. So when your team is running through one guy, that one guy better be special. And and Joel Embiid has overcome his injuries, drilled, and, and really developed into the look. There are two premier centers in the NBA. One is in the West. One is in the East. I happen to like the matter that they they have a personal rivalry, but I also want to see Embiid win MVP because I think he's deserved it this year.
0: Well, I think right now I have to agree with you over the course of the past three weeks. Embiid has, I think, passed Jokic. It's not just because people are fatigued. I know Sovereign said that is, could be a thing that could be a thing with a lot of people out there that they're just tired of voting for Jokic. But I think with the downslide of the Denver nuggets and the fact that Philadelphia now has a better record, than the Denver Nuggets. I think that with the advent of what we're seeing with with Joel Embiid's game, right now he has 35 and 17 right now. It's a double overtime game between them and Chicago. So I don't know what the, the final score will be. I think we'll probably be off the air before that happens. But the numbers that he's producing are outstanding. And I think just the fact that, again, Philadelphia has a better record than the Denver Nuggets, I think it just goes without saying. That finally, I think Joel Embiid doesn't have to cry, doesn't have to whine, doesn't have to say, "what well, was me anymore, because I think he is going to pull it out in the end. There's 10 games left, and barring an injury, I think if they keep on all three, even all three of these teams are just going to continue on in their trajectory, meaning Milwaukee, even if they win the conference, Philadelphia is a close second or third, and they still have a better record than Denver. I think it goes without saying that you should give the vote To Joel Embiid for MVP.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, Gerald. I mean, and you know, you made you made the key salient point there. You know, basically injury free the whole year. You know, really didn't suffer a serious injury where he missed an elongated period. He was able to stay healthy, and like you said, with the trajectory he was on already on a personal basis. It was inevitable that he would eventually win one if, like you said, if he had stayed healthy, and he has thus far. What that means in the playoffs, I'm not sure. You know, we we talked about this a lot, Gerald. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers fans, uh, you know that history, you know your club, you know that if you want to get to an NBA Finals, you're going to have to go through the Boston Celtics. And you know what, That's, that's part of the... The the rub here too, Gerald, is that if he does win the MVP, you know what what extra, if any, motivation does that give him in a series against uh, the Boston Celtics? Well,
0: I'll tell you what, my friend, it's been a great conversation with you once again. It's the Magic Man in the Morning host, Sean Grice. Go ahead and check him out every Friday morning on his own show, Magic Man in the Morning. I know a lot of people are talking about it about how they love the show. They want it on more days, more days. I'm sure that's something down the road you may consider, but for now, let's just make sure that we got a great show on Fridays. You do a great job. So keep up the good work there, but looking forward to what we're going to do for the rest of the week. So I guess uh, from what I'm hearing from Jamie, he's thinking about trying to do a Thursday late night Lakers fast break. Tuesday's open, man. Do you think class will be in session for Lakers History 101? I leave that up to you and Professor Sorrow.
1: Okay, you know what? I'm down. So I expect Professor Sorrow to be there.
0: Okay, we'll find out if Professor Sorrow is able to go ahead and attend class tomorrow. We'll uh, come up with a subject and see what we can do to go and head back to the halls of Lakers Fastbreak University for tomorrow. So that sounds Awesome, indeed. But once again, it is Magic Man in the morning, Sean Grice. I want to hear your thoughts out there before we go off the air. Your thoughts on who you think, with 10 games left in the season, who is the MVP? And also in the comments below after we're off the air, go ahead and hit us up, Lakers Fast Break, anywhere you get your social media. And, of course, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. We're all here to have fun. We're all here to have a good time. So thanks so much, Sovereign, as always. Hassan, great to have you here. Everyone who got a chance to check out what we're doing here, truly appreciate it. But looks like we're going to be back tomorrow for Lakers history 101. You're not a fan of Philly cheesesteak.
1: Maybe I haven't had a good one, Gerald. You need to, you need to, uh, when I come to Vegas, you need to take me to have a good one. I I'll haven't take you had you to it to
0: Pops. I'll take it to Pops. I still have issues with Pops on a personal level because they kind of dissed me on, on some advertising, but they still make a darn good cheesesteak. I will give All them that. Right. Or you could just go if you got a Jersey Mike's around, you man. They always do good, man. They're always good. So.
1: Yeah, I wish we had a Jersey Mike's around here, but we don't, Gerald.
0: Oh, man. You you guys are missing out, in Toronto. I man. know.
1: I know. I'm missing out on good sandwiches.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We will go ahead and come back tomorrow night for a great class. On Lakers History 101 from Lakers Fast Break University, hopefully Professor Sorrow, who <laughs> I can't even quote what uh, Joe is quoting in the best Lakers chat room that's out there, right here at the Lakers Fast just Break Joe's a very
1: so, colorful character, ladies and yes, gentlemen. That
0: that he that he is, yeah, absolutely. That that he does, that he does. <laughs> I, I love that now, one now
1: chart. now to that, quote a Quentin Tarantino movie, Joe, of, just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character
0: oh very well said indeed one more movie which is the movie critic uh, i guess that's going to be the last one for tarantino the one that he's going to get last uh, <laughs> done finally for his career but i love the joke that you put on troy palomalo just for joe out there <laughs> <laughs> Uh no joe i think it's you my friend i think it's you <laughs> The beloved Clippers fan, Joe Sorrell. Uh, (laughs) There he is. But once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. Sovereign, great to have you here. Great to have everyone aboard one more time. And we'll see you tomorrow for Lakers Fast Break University and Lakers History 101 when you get a chance.
1: Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe. I haven't even seen what he's just written. It's got to be good. uh, It's it's got to be good,
0: yes. All right. Well, thanks so much again for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow for another great time at Lakers Fast Break University. So for Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Sorrow in the chat, Sovereign, Hassan, and everyone out there, thanks so much for being part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.